listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. Well bit of a lie because it's drink again it's drink isn't it it's always drink recently <laughs> we've had this is fourth uh, program on the trot please tell me there's going to be no booze next week no please. i think we're back to food <laughs> um and dear listener you might think this is a strange thing you go right you've got so many people saying oh we've got a great job where you taste all these things actually we do taste some amazing stuff but it's not as easy as you think is it aj Sometimes still I, a I great feel job. Sick Come on, at the end of the day, especially <laughs> when you do the um, tasting or there's awards or something, and you're just eating all the oh god at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't feel that way. I always feel like Sometimes I can like, keep just going. Just ice cream followed by bit of cheese, cheese <laughs> followed by you know gin followed by oh, poor old stomach has a bit, bit in it. Anyway, it is of course an amazing job, and we are incredibly privileged to to see so many products that have got so much effort and time and mm. like lastly last week with the Isle of Wight guys you know foraging all the stuff making sure they make the most beautiful thing for somebody else it's great it's it? just incredible yeah it's incredible now I want to talk today about one of my favorite topics which is vermouth mm. or as they say in Germany vermouth and I think it's so underrated but I've been saying that on this program for the last six or seven years and I still think it is actually underrated um the German word Vermut, can't speak German, but I think that's how I pronounce it. Is I think is a German word for wormwood, and wormwood is is a key constituency in um, in vermouth, very much like juniper is for 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 gin. I really like it because you still have to be incredibly skilled at the botanicals, but you've got a wine base as opposed to a spirit base, which I think makes it, you know, more accessible and less brain damaging. <laughs> Well, you don't know much about it, do you? I don't know much about it at all. It's something no. that goes in certain drinks that I really like. I've seen it on cocktail lists and things like that, but I really know very little about it. So, so you, you'll have it in like a you know a martini and and um, you know Negroni and stuff like that. But it's a great drink on its own. Is it? Yeah, loads of ice and sometimes tonic. Whatever, it's a really great drink on its own. Anyway, I'm going to do a bit of a, a bit of a learning thing for you, a bit of an educational thing on this program because uh, you can confess that you know nothing. I know. Sorry. So I have two experts who are going to tell you all about it today. The first is Guy Abrahams of the London Vermouth Company. Hi. And he comes from London and makes vermouth, funnily enough, Amazing. London Vermouth Company. And Janina Bouchin of In The Loop. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. And she's bought her vermouth with her as well, which those bottles are beautiful. I love the label. Yeah. And really, really nice. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you said about vermouth. I mean, it's pretty old school and a lot of the vermouth bottles out there look pretty old school, but they don't need to. They I don't. try to bring it into the 21st century. Jazz it up century. a bit. Jazz, Jazz it up it. a bit. So, um, 
Guy, just tell us what vermouth is and, uh, you know, from your point of view, why it's such a great drink. Well, it's great. You've, as you said, it needs to be have wormwood in it. Yep. It needs to be 75% wine and it needs to be fortified. After that, there are no you other rules. Do whatever you want. And what we do is with vermouth impresarios, we find people with amazing palates and then we commit them to come up with a recipe and then we create the vermouth. So we wanted to go to people outside the traditional drinks industry to come with our right. vermouths. And what we've come, come up with is something which we think is a new twist on the vermouth market. Um, but will because it's got wormwood in and it's seventy five percent wine, does hark back to the traditional. Uh, and what does fortified mean then? What what does that uh, well, it officially just means, mean? It means it's over sixteen. Technically, needs to be over sixteen percent proof. Right. Okay. So so so. Um, but it needs to have um extra body added to it. So in the olden days, um, because wines used to go off because of went preservatives in yeah. it, they used to add. Hard liquor to wines, to what, like fortified, brandy or like, or like, like a port or a, a sherry. Port. Okay, yeah. Um, so the beauty about vermouths are is, you know, once they're open, if they're of a strong, if they're fortified enough, once they're open, they last in the fridge for, you know, four to six months. They don't last that long in my house. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, so, so um, it means that you can you can really play around with it. Now, wormwood has a very particular taste profile quite difficult to explain so i make my own vermouth at home because um it's not actually that hard and and when somebody brings a bottle of wine around you go oh thank you so much i'm not drinking that (laughs) i'm not drinking that it's not my thing or or you've got some left over i don't throw the wine away or use it cooking i make vermouth out of it because it's a great way of using using up wine um so so i use uh wormwood and i think it's cassia bark is that is that quite common Chino bark, cassia bark. I mean, the the thing is, is that um, I'll confess, uh, we came up with the idea having cocktails. Yeah. And I was waving my dry martini around. And I said to the friend who was sitting next to me, Andrew, who's my business partner, I said to him, um, all these amazing artisan London gins, why no amazing artisan London vermouth? Exactly. And he says, we should make some. To be fair, by that stage, Sacred had already launched. So yeah. it already existed, but we, we weren't to know. Um and we then came up with this idea that we would we would be vermouth impressors, we'd find people with great palettes, and we wouldn't create, we'd curate the vermouth. So we got the recipes very quickly. Yeah. We thought it'd just take us six months to get it labelled, bottled, and, and produced. <laughs> Never mind. Five years. Yeah, yeah. And then we got it in the bottle. Um, yeah. And it's been an amazing adventure. So we knew nothing about what should be in vermouth, right. but what we've obviously learned over time is, you know, how to manage all those different flavours. So our... So I love it's a chamomile, orange peel. Yeah. I mean, you can just add lavender. It's amazing, yeah, yeah. Vanilla. So Janina, what do you what do you have in yours? What's your what's your favourite type of botanical? Um, okay, so the wormwood that we use, I grow myself. <gasps> oh, it gives a completely different flavour. I would really? definitely try it. Yeah, it's like the so not dried. Just no. Oh, well done. No, always fresh. Yeah. Um, it's like the difference between cooking with fresh and dried herbs, really. Yeah. So I have two varieties of wormwood that I grow. I definitely have my preferred variety. It's almost floral. Uh, not so bitter. Uh, I think the key to the botanicals that yeah that I use is to use them fresh. The fresh the better. So we grow a load of stuff. Uh, so obviously wormwood, uh, bay leaves, lemon verbena, oregano. So I grow all of that. So yeah, that oregano one. happens quite often as well. Yeah, you've got to be it? careful with that one. Is it very so, strong? Uh, yeah, if you use too much of it, you, it starts to taste a little bit like pizza. I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, so I use a little bit of the oregano. It gives a nice sort of back note. Um, but uh, lemon verbena works really well for us. Um, chamomile, but I actually do use that dried. Um, I try to grow it and I just think I gave it too much love. Um, 
but we pick a lot of botanicals that sort of work with the base wine. So we use English base wines, focus really much on this sort of the, um, yeah, the source of the wine um, and then sort of match botanicals to the flavours of the base yeah, wine. Yeah, try and bring it out. Yeah. yeah, so that's the really nice thing about vermouth. You know, as you said, I mean, it is um, a wine base, so it's yeah. really nice to kind of like bring the wine to the front, really. And uh, so, yeah. how's it made though? How does it go from being a wine? So do you just do you just bung in the butter? Stick it in a saucepan. Uh, yeah, what, <laughs> and you heat it up. Just stick it in a saucepan. Um, okay, so uh, we they do... obviously do. This is me just being an idiot at home. I'm not saying this is what you do, Janine. But anyway, no. So uh, what I would do, um, we do cold extraction. Uh, using almost pure alcohol uh, because you get a really clean, fresh extraction that way. So I use 96% uh, grain-based spirit. Uh, I use that to um, pull the botanical, the flavour out the botanicals, and then I put that spirit in the wine. So it's kind of like a flavouring fortification step in one. Wow. It gives a really sort of fresh, crisp flavour because the alcohol is so strong, it pulls the flavour out really nicely. Um, and then that's, yeah. And then after that, it's all about sort of making sure that you're stabilising the uh, vermouth properly because obviously what you've done is you've fiddled with the alcohol content and the sugar and things so you've completely thrown what is already sort of a, a chemical soup I mean wine's amazing it's this balance of all sorts of sort of chemicals um, so a lot of what I do is actually the stabilizing part of it so it's leaving it in tank it's letting it just do its thing uh, before we then bottle magical it magical bit that's the science bit. bit that's the real kind yeah. of kind of knowing what it's doing and why it's doing it before yeah. you go to bottle it yeah, um, yeah. That's like answered your question. Yeah, then. it is. Wow. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now, a little bit more simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so, well, uh, no, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. in a minute how yeah. the taste difference that yeah. differs actually. Yeah. Um, it's how how would you drink it? I mean, I do like a proper martini, and of course, if you get some great vermouth, that makes a massive difference. Um, but do you drink it on its own with some ice? All very of ours, chilled. All of ours were designed to be drunk chilled. Yeah. Uh, as an aperitif for digestive, yeah. Uh, and what we and in doing that design, we put in less sugar into ours because we wanted to make it more easy palatable. And our view was, if you can make something good enough to drink neat, then it'll mix. And Before, if it mixes, yeah. then do well in cocktails. But then on some of them, because ours have got less sugar, and if you make a Negroni with ours, you need to take the Campari back in order to balance it, because most cap, most sort of Turin vermouths have, let's say, mm -hmm. one hundred eighty grams of sugar a litre or ours really? is about 90. Wow. So so as is, I think, similar to yours. Uh, yeah, the same. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Is, um, is, as is borderline semi-dry, semi-sweet. So when you make a, a grain with you, take the Campari back because the Campari, you're used to putting in a very sweet vermouth. So the bitterness the Campari, from it, otherwise, yeah, otherwise the Campari takes over. And let's say, you, you know, you can take the Campari back a long way mm. and still taste it. Yeah. Whereas if you take it back, you get a chance to taste all the other amazing things like the botanicals mm. and the gin. And the amazing botanicals in the vermouth. But yeah. Janina, I, I actually think it is a great alternative to a gin and tonic, vermouth and tonic. Yeah. Or, Hugely or, um, underrated. Not as much tonic, just a splash. But Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would um, have them both. So, I mean, gin and vermouth are natural partners, right? You see them in a lot of they cocktails together. They love, they love each other. They love each other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a martini is the classic relationship between them. And when it comes to a, a vermouth and tonic or a gin and tonic, I, I would do both. I'd do a gin, vermouth and tonic and let the vermouth and the gin really kind of, yeah, pull each other out. Mm. Um, it's all new to you, it's all new. Yeah, love it. Like a whole new world of reparatives. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, similar to the London Vermouth Company, you know, I 
I designed mine to also be kind of sipping vermouth so that you can yeah. just sit and drink as they are. And the key for me to be able to do that was to make them not too bitter, so they're not too unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that says they have to be super mm-hmm. bitter. So, again, this comes back to using fresh wormwood. So you pull more of the flavour, less of the tannin, yeah. um, and you sort of get that perfume. So, so what is wormwood? Is it, it, I it describe like? it as a herb. So it grows like a, a bush, right, um, okay. and you get these beautiful uh, sort of fronds come off of it. Um I almost brought my plant with me. <laughs> so my, I, bring, I take him to all the markets. His name is Woody. And uh, it's okay. the best way to, to get someone to know what it is. It's like trying to describe someone what basil tastes like or what sage is. It's yeah. very distinctive. But it's just a it's big herb. A bush, yeah, and it's a, shrub bit, it's a bit almost borderline aniseed kind yep. of, but also menthol, a bit piney. It's quite a complex flavour. Piney, actually, is a good description mm. for it. So shall we, would you like to have a little taste yeah. now then? Okay, so let's. Um, so there's. You can get obviously, you know, the 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 white uh, vermouth or the red vermouth. Uh, some call the red vermouth sweet vermouth. All sorts of things. So, let's start off. Shall we start off with yours, Janina? So, t- yeah, so sure. explain to me about your dry. Uh, white for me. It's a beautiful colour. So it's, um, you know, it looks like a really nice white wine, doesn't it, in yeah. terms of colour? Yeah. So this is the, the thing we come down to where uh, we're trying to really kind of showcase the English base wines. Uh, this is the UK's first all English vermouth. So this uses English wine and only English botanicals. I just thought if I'm taking uh, English wine from just down the road, I should really sort of reflect the terroir in the botanicals that I'm using. And most of them I've used fresh. So you should really pick up all those notes. So you've got fresh wormwood in there, fresh lemon verbena, bay leaves, oregano. You've got that Cornish chamomile in there. Uh, there's a little bit of fresh yarrow in there. Um, it's very savoury, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes a very nice martini because it's got that kind of... That would um, make a stunning martini. And I like my martinis very wet. So we're talking 50-50 gin and vermouth. Uh, oh, I agree with that as well. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. James Bond would be chuffed with that, I reckon. Oh. With that and a... Yeah. Do you see a vodka martini? I forgot. I think he liked yeah. his really... Yeah. Sh- no, he had uh, Vespa martinis. Yes, Vespa. And they are strong. They're equal parts gin, uh, vodka and yeah. vermouth. You don't need many of those. Wow. No, yeah. no you don't need those. <laughs> um, that isn't quite what I expected. It's... Um, yeah, there's so many botanicals, I don't even know where to start, really. Well, it's it's got like a sharpness to it. It's very, very clean. Incredibly clean. Very savoury. It tastes like outside. It tastes like a fresh outside, dewy morning sort of. Mm. But do, do you do do you understand <laughs> why I prefer vermouth? Because you don't get that um, you don't get that spirit hit. Actually, no, there's it's not a, a wine, not hit. a burn. That mm. it's nice. I mean, still. But you still can alcohol. taste there's alcohol. Mm-hmm. But it's smooth. It, it's, yeah, it's nicely balanced. Shall we compare that to the London Vermouth Company yeah. one? Yeah, so sure. let's have a little yeah. taste. Of this uh, talk us through okay, this, so this a little is, bit, guy. This is a collaboration with Stephen Edwards, who's best known for winning Master Chef Professionals, and he wanted to capture the refreshment of the gardens of England. So it's gooseberries, brown oh, apple skins, completely different mm. to what it was. Some cardamom and coriander, wow. little touch of wormwood. Mm. Uh, it finishes with a Dulwich honey, which gives you hints of elderflower and lime, and that's all on top of a South Downs backers base. Completely mm. different from yours. Generally. Yeah, I will say we haven't used any honey or anything in ours, so ours is completely vegan. So, so for me, that that again explains to you the breadth of what you can have mm, with these yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, oh, oh, I don't like vermouth. Well, there's loads of different ones. Try them. Yeah. You know, there's one out there for you. They're all very. They can be very, very different. Yeah, this one's much sweeter. Oh, much, much sweeter. Yeah, it's more rounded. Whereas the other was was cleaner and fresher. This one has got a very different flavour profile. Mm. I like it yeah. though. It's 
It's got a richness to it, hasn't it? Yeah, you it's can... got. You get a very. You get that uh, the acid from the gooseberries at the front, then tartness of the brown apple skins, then the soft finish with the honey, and a um, real elderflower kick from the bacchus, and and from the bacchus, and and the elderflower is in in the is in the honey as well mm. from those um, bees and dulwich. What would you use that for, Janina? Because actually, I think yours for me would be the classic martini. I think. Yeah. I mean, my my preference for dry white vermouth is to drink it really chilled, just on its yeah, own, ice, with ice. any. See that? Yeah. Would, I'd love that on its own with loads and loads of ice because it's that slightly sweeter, you know, slightly slightly yeah. sweeter. Like It'd be to, lovely with ice. Yeah, I like to make a dry white. I'm more of a two to one guy. Yeah. But if you get a really craft um, gin, what that will do is that will take the heat off the gin, so you yeah. get to taste botanicals in the gin, and then you get that clean apple and gooseberry finish. Yeah, yeah. And I like to do mine, serve mine over frozen gooseberries. And that then keeps the dry martini really cold. And mm. as they defrost, you then pop the gooseberries in your mouth and you get a flavour explosion. Ah. If you could see his face, he's yeah. <laughs> really excited about that. Uh, so you've got one in between which isn't white or red. What have you got there, Guy? We've got an amber, which is kind of a bit of a left field vermouth. That's a collaboration with a mixologist called Camille Hobby Limon. She's sort of best known for launching the bar with no name in the noughties, a 69 Colbert Road. And she wanted to capture sunshine in a bottle. So for the first one, first one is is with is about fresh flavor. This is about bright flavors. So you've got rhubarb, blood orange, and citrus peels, pumped up with the scent of orange flowers. That we like to say the scent of Camden, and then that finishes with bitter and dry botanicals. Now you see, I would have that at the cheese board. I think I'd I'd be tempted to make that into a spritz because it's yes. almost got an aperol. Yeah, has actually. Yeah, yeah. Aperol it's very Aperol. That's yes. well, just put some Prosecco or something in. Mm, Prosecco yeah. and ginger ale mm. in equal parts. You get an amber spritz. Mm. Nice. And that's got all the front notes of an Aperol spritz without the ugly artificial finish, mm. which it means makes the spritz much more natural mm. and mellow and moorish. So I wasn't into Aperol spritz at all. And I went to Venice a, a few months ago and like there was all old blokes. So in, in, in London, if you're old blokes, they're all having a fag and a beer outside. No. Italian old guys were all drinking Aperol spirits. I was like, whoa, really interesting. Um, so I had one and I got, God, I forgot how nice they were. <laughs> really nice. So, you know, on a very sunny day, yeah. this would be way better than that. Yeah. Janina, tell me about red vermouth. Is it different at all or? or? Um, okay, so you could have uh, like a dry red or a sweet red or a, right. what we've got. And I think it's the same as what you guys you've got, which is kind of a semi-sweet red. I mean, for me, I think that uh, English red wine, base wines lend themselves more to being sweeter. So we've got a semi-sweet red vermouth. Um, and while I do markets and things, I describe this to people almost as tasting a bit like a port. So you get that English okay. red wine, base wine. And I mean, uh, you know, port obviously is another fortified wine that sits in the same category as vermouth. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is the classic for making Negronis, um, but I like it just on its own. In the summer, it was drinking very well, just over ice with a fresh slice of orange and olive, so almost kind of like Spanish style. Oh, I love that. Mm. I love that. Real orange peel. Oh, got in a Negroni. Yeah. So actually, same as what Guy was saying. So I just dropped the Campari back a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, you know, yeah, just it's just, yeah, you. it's not as sweet as a lot of That's the... That's great on its own. It's very smooth. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that is gorgeous. Great aftertaste. Yeah, There's lovely. loads going on. Loads, loads of and different loads, and loads going on. Um, layers coming through. Yeah. And, the, and the beauty about this is, as you drink more into it, what you'll find is that 
similar to ours is that the the sweetness will die away and you'll pick up more and more yeah. botanicals yeah. Mm. so you get reward as you drink further into it yeah. yeah this is the thing when you add a load of sugar you dilute flavor like it's a classic physics thing right so dropping the sugar back you just you let everything else come through so it's got uh tonka beans in it uh it's got fresh spanish orange peel in it obviously Ooh. the fresh worm word yes yeah, so yeah. i put the orange peel in there to make it good in a negroni I just like it on its own. It's nice on its yeah. own. Yeah, so as it starts to get colder and darker outside, I, That's nice yeah, I start spending a lot more of that than the wine. Yeah, wouldn't want to dilute it myself. Depends on, how annoying, <laughs> depends on how annoying the relatives are, isn't it, really, whether it's got soda in it or not. Straight up. So is yours different? It's got some very similar notes. Yeah. Um, but what ours is, ours is sweetened with bonfire toffee, which is the, is the, is the, is the backbone. And that gives it a bit of sweet smokiness. Oh, Yes, it does. Ooh, I don't know what to think of that. That's quite different. I didn't I mean, think yours was very Christmassy. Though. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't taste like yeah. Christmas in the way yeah. that that one really pulls out some in, of those Christmas. It, it, interestingly, notes. that you think there's a lot of clove in there, but actually the bitterness. There's a tiny bit of clove, but the bitterness really comes from the bonfire toffee, which gives you. Oh, really? Gives you because when we were. When we got into our second batch, this is what you're doing about trying to get the consistency from what because because with lots of natural ingredients, put the same things in. And it comes out really different. And our bonfire toffee had been cooked a little bit longer and the gamay was a bit lighter. So trying to get the balance again to try and make sure certain elements don't take over. And I kept on, you know, discussing with the distiller that, that we need less clove. And he goes, there's no clove in there. And obviously it was the bonfire toffee yeah. was giving a clove-like isn't that, kick. Isn't that the point of, of, of really playing around with botanicals, which I think yeah. is the fascinating thing, is you know exactly what something tastes like, but as soon as you put something else with it, that, that taste profile completely yeah. changes. Yeah. And the alchemy and the experimentation, um, I don't think people realise how long it takes to mm. get botanicals to get it as you envisaged yeah. it. It's really hard, isn't it? It is. And it's fascinating what, what works with what as well and yeah. what makes other things taste more like themselves. Yes. It's kind of hard to yeah. describe, but everything's got a, a threshold. Mm. So before I was a winemaker, I was a food scientist and I was fascinated with flavour. That's how I got into wine. And it is amazing. I mean, wine is super complex in terms of like chemical compounds. Everything got, has got its own threshold, but certain things will make other things stronger. Yeah. And it it's... um. Yeah, you really see it play out in something like vermouth where you've got the, all of those uh, flavours that are in the wine, but then you put all these other flavours in as well and you never quite know what's going to come out. That's quite exciting. It's very exciting. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so how much is a bottle of your red vermouth, which is... Uh, so they're 500 50, ml, yeah, 50 centilitre bottles. Yeah. yeah, so half a litre bottles. Yeah. And they are 21.95 is the retail price for this. 21.95. So you'll go into somewhere like Waitrose. I'm not going to use the name of this particular brand or whatever. Theirs is going to be less than that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, way less. So they'll be like 14, yeah. 15 pounds. Can we just taste this, which is a 14, 15 pound one? Mm -hmm. Now, um, if somebody doesn't mind um, <clears throat> pouring it, with all due respect, you've spent a lot of time going and getting English, you know, sources, you know, yeah. around, you know, and growing the wormwood and doing this and doing that. The only way you can possibly get to 14 pounds is to not do those things. You can't yeah. do it. You can't. And therefore, you do have to make shortcuts, don't you? Um, yeah, I mean, so for our stuff. Generalising, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah I mean, ugh, you're never going to be able to, I don't think, put an English vermouth on the same price point as an Italian or Spanish or no. French vermouth. I think there's a number of reasons why that is. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got the cost of the base ingredients. Um, there's a whole lot of things, really. But um, I don't try to compare 
the English stuff to the. But I'm just thing. tasting this, and mm. it's horrible. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's not and, well and actually, balanced at I, all. I, I've had this before on its own. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's all right. But oh, now, when sweet. I taste it next to that, it is literally not mm. the same thing. And you can't. I mean, all I get is sweet. It's like a syrup. It's like a cough syrup. Sweet, and yeah. then seriously, Benalin. seriously yeah. bitter. Yeah, it's benalin. Yeah. And then all I've got left in my palate bitter. is bitterness. Yeah, and nothing balanced, nothing no. knitted together at all, mm. and no um, complexity, just two flavors, mm. bishbash. Yeah, I mean, it's not a sipping vermouth. That's a that's a cocktail ingredient to add a little bit of bitterness or something. So it's got its place, you know. Let's not be too unfair. <laughs> it has its place, but it's um, it's certainly not as versatile as what we're making. Yeah. But yeah. you quite rightly said I'm I'm not comparing in terms of price. I don't go there. I don't think about yeah. it. But actually, if it's on a shelf and somebody you know looks at it, they will think it's the same thing. And this is my and it isn't. It absolutely is not the no. same thing. Um, and and I do think that that you know as people are struggling a little bit of money or just being a bit more cautious, it's like. Have less, but buy better, mm. don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Treat yourself, but don't have it as often. But that is just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's this whole sort of drink less, drink better idea, I think. Mm. But I mean, there's there's more to it than that, you know. I mean, you're looking me in the eyes, I'm telling you how it's been made, you know. And when a bottle is sold, that money goes to me being able to pay to feed my dog. <laughs> like, it's different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a whole different thing. Um, and I mean, we've worked hard on the look of the bottle, the look on the label, to make it look like it's it is different, like it's mm. a proper special thing to have. It's not just something to have in the back of your cupboard collecting dust, like mm. a lot of these, n- n- you know, brands mm. not to be named. <laughs> I think I like they are, yeah. but I do think that that people like uh, Martini and Cinzano have really ruined the category, and I actually do think that's why people aren't trying vermouth because that's what's in their head yeah i get that a lot i get that a lot when i do markets people say oh yeah no i'm not a vermouth drinker and then i normally get some really awful story about somebody in a pub car park about 40 years ago yeah. throwing up out of a window or something it's like okay <laughs> yeah times have changed yeah. times have changed and people used to drink shenzano lemonade all the time and i thought of that now it's like god that must have been so sweet like insanely sweet yeah. i think our palettes have changed a little bit um but god i've been doing oh, events and tastings every weekend since i started the business well since i was able to really because we started just before lockdown um because it's really important to show that there's so much more you can do with vermouth yep. and it doesn't taste like martini it doesn't taste like shinzano it's yeah, on a whole I think other it's, level i think those brands have done a because they were hugely successful i think that, that they've really done that they really damaged the category so so i would say you know why not why not have a little go try it i certainly would british yeah, yeah. Well, so you've not really had vermouth uh, what do you think i've not really had vermouth before i i had no idea that there was a spirits wine is it a wine wine, wine. fortified yeah. wine <laughs> that tasted like this you know that had this sort of really interesting savory bitter really interesting complex profile um, but people bang on about gin they bang they on go, oh, I've got all these. I've got all these botanicals, and can you taste the sea? And can you do this? And, you... and they are. They're amazing. But it's the same with vermouth, though. I think it's amazing because I don't really. Get, get I don't really it. enjoy kind of port at the end of the meal. My no. husband loves a port. Um, often I have a masala or something like that. But this, uh, this is right, better. It's going to be going to be. What joining. we might do is we might just like. You know, steal it while Janina's not looking. Get that where <laughs> my cheese. I definitely gave some bottles get, somewhere. Get, I don't get know where they've cheese. gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, uh, definitely, definitely try vermouth. Give it a chance. Please go and buy something local if you can. We're going to do links so you can see where to get these from. Um, so Guy Abrahams of the London Vermouth Company, thank you very much for joining us. It's my pleasure. It's really nice to taste them. Mm. I think I have converted 
You have, AJ. And uh, Janina Belchin of In The Loop. Um, both really nice, but in different ways. Yep. And your events, are you just all around? Where, where, where can people find you? We will do a link, obviously, to order online, but where can people find you? Uh, okay, so for 2023, I've got a few things that I'll definitely go back to doing again. So there's the Oxford Wine Festival, which won't be until September. But that's a really good one, so I'll be there. Um, and then the uh, Kent Garden Show and Detling Showground in May are my two sort of main oh, ones. I've got oh, already us. in. We'll be there, won't we? We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll come and see you. Um, excellent. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very and much. So we'll do um, links uh, to both websites. Order that online, I think. Um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. Uh, I'm, I'm so pleased with this programme. I've converted AJ to something. Um, we're syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, the podcast app on your phone. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, don't forget, if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. We hope you have a great Christmas. But in the meantime, have a jolly good week. Hope Father Christmas brings you everything you need. God, it can't be, it's got to be better next year than this year, don't you think? <laughs> it's what a year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bye now. Bye.